Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Oderico, and joining me is LPJ professional Cindy Miller, and we are your hosts. We're broadcasting live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network, bringing you some of the best golfers, teacher professionals, and entrepreneurs helping to elevate women's golf. We're so glad you decided to join us this morning, so grab your coffee and let's get started. All right, good morning, everybody, and once again, thank you for joining us live here on the Women of Golf Show. Uh, just a quick program note, uh, just to let you know that Cindy will not be on the show this morning. Uh, she's not likely going to make it. She had a speaking engagement back in January that got uh, moved, pushed forward actually to today uh, due to some inclement weather. Uh, so she's obviously honoring that commitment, so she won't be uh, joining me this morning. So I will, uh, as they say, hold down the fort, But uh, and she'll be back, of course, next week. Uh, as we continue on, but I uh, just wanted a quick program note that this was uh, sort of a last minute thing, but um, anyway, she won't be on the show this morning, so I will be uh, handling things today um, with our special guest and the discussion we had planned for this morning. But uh, thanks for everybody for joining us. Uh, don't forget, we want to hear from you, so you're always welcome to call in the show anytime during our live broadcast uh, Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, the number to call is area code 347-945-5855. Uh, or you're certainly welcome to email any questions or comments to us personally. Uh, Cindy's email is cindy at cindymillergolf.com, and mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. I'm going to talk about this morning here, just a moment, um, about building a successful pre-shot routine. Uh, That's going to carry uh, the first part of the the show. And a little bit later on, I'm going to be joined by uh, special guest Ashanta Epps, uh, the CEO and founder of A Perfect Swing, Inc. She'll be joining uh, me on the second half, but um, just wanted to uh, get that out there uh, before we begin uh, this morning's broadcast. And one other quick note, uh, starting next week, uh, we'll be having, uh, starting to have our uh, Symmetra Tour players coming on the show as we did last year. I've got a great young lady going to be joining us uh, next week, uh, the first half of the show, and then uh, as they move into their season uh, starter next week uh, on from the 7th to 10th, I believe, are the actual tournament dates. Uh, it's going to be the first tournament of the season. And uh, the following Tuesday, of course, we will feature the winner of that event and all the weeks following uh, that Symmetra Tour events take place. Uh, we will uh, honor uh, each of the winners uh, on the show here as they're able to, uh, to come on and uh, have a great discussion. But next week, uh, we're going to have one of the Symmetra Tour players join us, and she's going to sort of kick off the season, if you will, a little bit uh, with the Symmetra Tour and tell us about some of the upcoming events and, and a little bit about her experience. Uh, she's been on since, I believe, 2017 on the tour, so she's going to be going into her, I believe, her third season. So we'll uh, have some interesting discussion there. So that's going to take place uh, next Tuesday here on the Women of Golf Show, so you want to make sure you come back for that. Okay, as I mentioned um we had a discussion set for this morning, and I'm just going to sort of pick it up from here. But if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we had a discussion on uh, sort of mastering the mental side uh, of golf and, and sort of putting things together uh, emotionally and, and uh, mentally, if you will, in order to play your best golf. And one of the, the key points that we talked about was really a pre-shot routine. And this is where you know we feel that a lot of amateurs – uh, sort of missed the mark. Uh, you know, if you watch uh, 
most of the tour players uh, on any of the tours, whether it be the PGA or LPGA or, and uh, some of the others, um, you will always see that they have a very consistent pre-shot routine uh, for every shot. So whether they're standing on the first tee uh, or whether they're on the ninth hole in the middle of the fairway or even on the putting surface um, you know, on the 17th, uh, their routine is the same for every, uh, in preparation for every shot um, no matter where they are and what the circumstances are. And there's a reason for that. And I'm going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about today, um, some of the things that you need to have, some of the ingredients, if you will, uh, and steps that you need to have in building a successful pre-shot routine. And there's really five of them uh, that are involved. And, and the first one, step one, is decisions. Um, so before you hit any shot, there's always several decisions to make and various different elements uh, that you need to take into account. So for instance, uh, some factors to take into account could be wind, uh, might be flag position. Uh, if you're on the green, uh, you're going to look at the grain, which way the grain uh, is in, in a green, because that's going to dictate the speed um, and, and other factors uh, in your putting stroke. So um, these are things that you, you need to decide, and you must decide what best shot, shape, and club based on some of those factors. So, for instance, uh, as an example, if you're playing uh, on a, a relatively windy day, and let's say the wind is coming into your face uh, a little bit, um, you might want to play a lower ball flight in order to sort of cut through that wind. Otherwise, if you hit your normal shot that maybe is a little bit, tends to be a little bit higher, um, then it's going to balloon up and you're going to lose distance. Uh, it's just one of the things, or it's going to blow off track a little bit. Maybe if you t typically uh, fade or, or even slice the ball, it's going to exaggerate that depending on which way the wind's coming. So these are factors that you need to uh, adhere to. And this is really the first thing um, that you want to do as you come up to your ball is you want to assess the situation. You want to look out at the fairway. Um, uh, again, if you're, if you're standing in the fairway or if you're on the tee, um, you want to look out to the fairway and you want to see, okay, are there bunkers out there? Where are they? How far are they? Um, is there water on either side or maybe crossing, uh, maybe it's a creek or something that's crossing the fairway. So these are things that you want to look into and you want to assess. Now you don't want to dwell on them and it's not a matter of, you know, gosh, there's all this trouble out there or potential trouble out there and, and that you want to dwell, but you need to be cognizant of where that, uh, trouble may lie and, and obstacles that you or objects that you may want to avoid. Uh, there could be a tree uh, out in the fairway somewhere, maybe on the left or right hand side uh, that could impede, um, you know, the type of shot that you want to play. So these are all factors that you, you want to take and it shouldn't take very long. It's a very quick assessment. Um, but that's step one is sort of making that decision uh, as to whether there's a, a wind that's going to factor the, the flight of the ball whether there are obstacles to consider and the type of shape uh, of shot that you want to hit and the club that's best going to accomplish that. So that's the first step is in the decision uh, point of things and in, in developing a successful pre-shot routine. Uh, step two is feel. So as an example, uh, making a small practice swing of some description is always a great idea to give you uh, some sort of feel uh, for what you're about to do. And this does not need to be a very strict practice swing where every little detail uh, is perfect. Uh, we just want to give you the sensation of what you're trying to achieve without too much analyzing. One of the big things that we often see, um, you know, with those that have developed some sort of a practice routine is they start getting into, you know, uh, you'll see them up there as they're getting ready to, uh, before they execute their shot, they're up there 
making you know checking positions to make sure their uh, their hands are in the right position or to make sure that they're swinging the club uh, the right way and they're they're becoming very analytical and that's not really the purpose of the pre-shot routine. The pre-shot routine is is really to analyze the information, um, formulate a game plan, if you will, and then execute uh, the game plan. And if you're overanalyzing and and factoring in uh, all of the correct positions and all of these other things that typically you would do in a practice session, then what ends up happening is you're 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 sort of def- deflating or defeating the purpose of the pre-shot routine. So um, again, you want to feel and and something else too. Just going back to the pros for a second, if you watch most of the pros on television, you will also notice that when they take their practice swings. Um, now, there may be some exceptions to the rule, but the majority of them are not swinging at full speed. They've, um, they're certainly maybe taking a full swing, um, depending on the type of shot they're taking. If it's a chip shot or, or a short pitch shot, obviously, they're going to abbreviate the, the swing a little bit um, to, to accommodate and to fit the, the particular shot they're making. Or in the case of a putting stroke, obviously, they're not swinging the club. They're just uh, creating a, a putting stroke or mimicking a, a stroke that they want to uh, implement at that particular time. Um, but they're not going to swing at 100%. The idea is they're just trying to garner a feel for the club uh, as they're visualizing the shot they're about to hit. Um, and it may be only 70%, uh, 75% uh, of their full swing, uh, just to, to make sure they're swinging balance uh, and making sure that they're feeling that club head um, you know, as, as they go through the, the process. So that's something that falls under the feel category and that's really what they're trying to do and that's really what you need to do and again um, you might um, only take uh, a couple of swings some might even take three swings it doesn't matter obviously again you have to be cognizant of time I mean you're not going to stand up there and take 25 practice swings Um, but one or two or three uh, are certainly acceptable Um, but whatever you do one thing that you need to keep in mind and this is really important um, whether it be you know two or let's say three practice swings, you need to do that consistently with every shot. Don't on the first hole, uh, maybe you just take one practice swing, and then you know the next hole you're taking three, and then the next hole you're only taking two. You want to be consistent, and there's a reason for that. If you're inconsistent and you're not doing it the same way every time, what happens is you fall out of routine um, because you're not actually taking the time um, to really put things together in a proper way. And I've seen this so many times, and you'll actually even see the pros sometimes, if they fall out of their traditional routine, it's usually because something has stymied them or they're uncomfortable with the shot and it takes them out. You don't see it very often, but we have seen it over the years with a number of players um, under high-pressure situations. And that's why it's crucial to have... um, that pre-shot routine consistent each and every time. Um, so that's a little bit about feel. Uh, step three is visualize. Um, so now what we want to do is we want to visualizing the shot before you play it is probably one of the most important parts. So if you think of uh, putting the destination in a, into the satellite navigation in your car, um, you know you want to be able to see where you're going, seeing the shape of your uh, in, your, in your head, visualizing the ball flight and trajectory tells your brain exactly what you want to make the ball do uh, during its flight. So as I mentioned uh, earlier on, you know, if, if the shot calls for a fade, let's say as an example, 
Um, you want to visualize that. Where do you want to place the ball? And based on the information that you did in step one is going to dictate where you're going to place that ball and necessarily what shape of of shot um, that you want to hit. Now, obviously, if you're not uh, an overly accomplished player, and maybe you're uh, not a real good fader of the ball and you're typically hitting a slice, again, you're going to need to make compensations. You're going to need to aim appropriately depending on the shape of the shot you normally have uh, or you're working with on that particular day. And those are things that you're going to establish um, out on the practice tee. So when you go to the practice tee, as an example, before you play your round, this is where you want to also gather some information. How are you hitting the ball? You know, are you hitting it pretty solid, but you still got a little bit of a slice? Um, don't try to fix it um, if you're about ready to go out in the golf course in the next 10 or 15 minutes. That's something you can work on after your round uh, or at another time. So you want to take the game that you have on the range that day out on the golf course. So visualizing the type of shot that you have is going to help that. So again, if you're, if you're fading or even slicing the ball a little bit, don't try to change the shot and try to tinker around and work with that. Visualize the shot that you're, you've been hitting out on the practice range and now apply it to uh, the shot at hand. So, uh, again, if you need to be uh, in uh, sort of the center or left side of the fairway because that's going to set you up um, for your next shot, then you want to aim appropriately. You want to aim allowing uh, that. You want to tee up, let's say, on the far right side of the tee box and you want to aim down the left side uh, of, of the fairway and maybe even uh, a little bit uh, towards the, the rough a little bit on the left-hand side so that the ball will fade back into the fairway and be in the position that you want or certainly is close to the position. So uh, you want to visualize um, the shot that you want to hit based on your abilities that given day. And seeing that shape again um, and the trajectory as well, again, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, if you're playing into uh, wind, if you've got a headwind, let's say, um, you're not necessarily going to maybe want to hit your, your uh, traditional shot. You might need to flight the ball a little bit lower in order to cut through that wind. So uh, it, let's say as an example, if you're hitting a 7-iron normally, um, you know, you may not want to hit a 7-iron because the loft is going to be a little bit higher and you're going to get caught up in that wind and not get the, the desired distance. So you may want to scale back to maybe even as much, depending on how strong the wind is, um, you may, may even want to scale back to a 5-iron and just maybe choke down a little bit on the 5-iron and uh, swing a little bit easier as an example, and that'll help cut the ball through the wind a little bit and still not lose a lot of distance. So those are things that need to be uh, factored in uh, with the various steps and uh, helping you to visualize the shot you need to, to make. And step four is to commit to the trigger, if you will, and that's the actual execution of the shot. So once you've seen the shot in your head uh, and you are ready to commit to the shot, uh, you want to play and strike. Uh, you want to play and strike the ball uh, because golfers are starting the club from a stationary position. Uh, it's always recommended a small trigger to begin the moment. Um, or movement rather. Uh, this is often small but very simple movement such as a waggle. You'll often see players do that uh, on tour. Uh, maybe a forward press of the shaft and not a great deal but just something, just a little slight movement uh, just to allow, <coughs> pardon me, um, a forward press of the shaft uh, or even a final look at the target before you take the club away. Uh, we'll often see um, Jack Nicholas was, was famous for this. You know, he would waggle the club, I believe it was three times. Uh, and he would, um, with each waggle, he would sort of, again, look at it down, the, down the line at his target. 
and then you know he would he would pull the trigger. So having some sort of uh, you know again committing to the trigger and having some sort of a, a, a very slight movement as well just to get the uh, the motion going if you will uh, can also make a a, a great uh, a, a great thing to do uh, in order to uh, get the the club in in motion. And so what you really want to do is you want to put all of these things together um, before you actually hit the shot so that when you're ready to take step four, everything's in your mind. You've seen the shot. You know what trouble's out there. You know where you want the ball to go. And um, you want to uh, then be able to execute the shot. And again, this is something that you want to do for each shot um, as you navigate around the golf course. And step five, um, in my opinion, ranks up there as well and that is reaction or react um, although the golf ball has already left the club face your reaction uh, is a key part of the next pre-shot routine so as an example should you hit a bad shot uh, a negative overreaction can often cost you when it comes uh, to the next shot and and let me just clarify this a little bit you know we all hit bad shots i don't care what level of player even the best players on tour we've seen even tiger and and many other players uh, out on the lpga or sorry the pga uh hit some bad shots um but you'll notice their reaction um certainly they're upset um some of them might grimace some of them have even let a few words slip out uh, but it's momentarily um it's very quick they might take a few seconds to um discharge their uh, disgruntlement, if you will. Uh, sometimes it costs them a few dollars, depending on if they're overstepping. But uh, <clears throat> you don't often see the, the better players out there uh, on the golf course, uh, you know, throwing clubs or, or, or um, you know, really carrying on for a very long period of time. They might, again, uh, take a moment or two after the shot, um, but it's very quick. And, and I don't always recommend that, you know, um, Again, sometimes a negative reaction, even though sometimes it's human nature. Uh, sometimes it's hard if you're not trained properly uh, to be able to sort of move past that. And these guys work on this. They have not only swing coaches, but they have mental coaches as well that help them work through that. And, and of course, uh, as amateurs, most of you out there, you don't have the benefits of that Um you know, sometimes you've got playing partners who might even rib you a little bit because you hit a bad shot, and, and that's okay. You know what? Take it in stride. Laugh a little bit. Um, so, you know, carrying those negative thoughts from one shot to another, uh, again, can um, really f uh, create frustration and anxiety, which are two things that will cause damage definitely to your score. Uh, you can't change the past, as they say. So once you have put the club in the bag and taken off your glove, that shot is over move on and prepare for the next one, putting your full focus on uh, sticking to uh, the process and routine. Um, now, although there are five steps to the routine, this should really only take uh, place in a manner of seconds. Um, once the decision has been made as to what club and shot you are uh, about to play, the remainder should be uh, should only take a maximum of about 10 to 20 seconds, incorporating a routine into both your playing and your practice time uh, really could significantly change your ability to score uh, on the golf course. Um, so those are really the the five steps, if you will, and I'm just going to very quickly um, move past them again here uh, to build a successful pre-shot rune. Again, first uh, step one is the decision. So uh, decide what factors to take into account as, as as far as the wind, maybe the flag position, uh, grain if you're on on a putt uh, putting surface. 
um, other obstacles or objects that may be impede uh, the shot that you want to hit. Um, step two, of course, is feel. Uh, again, taking uh, a practice swing or two or even three. Uh, I don't suggest any more than three, but uh, again, it's your practice shot routine. Um, but be mindful that there are others on the golf course and we want to uh, try to avoid slow play as, as possible. And you really don't need to take more than that. And, and and again, you don't necessarily have to swing at full speed. In fact, I don't recommend it. I think sometimes that uh, actually can make things worse. Um, you know, 70, 75 percent of, of your full swing is plenty. Some I've even seen players that swing at maybe 50 percent. They just want to really uh, just sort of loosen up and, and feel the club head and um, and really uh, help them again in their mind. They're sort of visualizing what they need to do, and obviously they're going to ramp up that speed a little bit when they uh, actually get over the ball and hit the shot. Uh, step three, of course, again is visualizing, uh, visualizing, visualizing. Excuse me, the shot before uh, you play uh, again is is probably uh, one of the most important parts. You want to see the shot in your head, the trajectory, the ball flight. Uh, and so on um, in your mind before you actually uh, commit. Uh, and then obviously step four is to commit to the trigger uh, and, and or execute the shot. Um, once you've taken in the first three uh, steps, now you're ready to actually execute the shot. And um, you just want to be able to um, do that in such a way uh, that you're well prepared and uh, are able um, to, you know, do that with confidence and the only way to do that is to to really have a good pre-shot routine and uh, obviously step five is how you react to um, everything above um, you've now you know done your different steps you've got a great pre-shot routine you now execute the shot but maybe it's not what you had visualized or um, didn't come off the way that you had hoped and ultimately what ends up happening is um, you end up carrying that negative baggage, if you will. It's like we talked about um, earlier on in the season, uh, and I believe I actually mentioned it last season as well somewhat. Um, you know, when you're going to the airport, the last thing you want to do is have three or four or five bags of luggage that you're, you know, heavy bags that you're lugging along. It's very cumbersome. And that's the same thing out on the golf course. If you've had some bad holes or maybe some bad shots and you're continually thinking about them as you navigate around the golf course, um, that's just going to add to the frustration and you're ultimately not going to enjoy uh, the game at hand because you're thinking too much. Um, <clears throat> so, again, whatever your routine is, just to, in, in closing, whatever the routine is that you've developed, you want to make sure, as I said before, that you're doing it the same for every shot. Don't change that. Develop one that's comfortable for you. You don't have to. You may see some players on TV that you might want to mimic, and that's okay if it works for you. If it's something that works for you and you can visualize that and you can incorporate that into your pre-shot pre-shot routine or even some elements. You may take elements of various different players and put it together and formulate and create your own pre-shot routine. That's fine. But whatever it is that you decide to do, you need to do it with every single shot, regardless of whether you're on the tee or on the green. Um, and I also recommend that you take that pre-shot routine, not only on the golf course, which obviously is, is extremely important, but you need to incorporate that uh, in your practice sessions. You know, one of the biggest mistakes, we've talked about this many times, <clears throat> excuse me, on the show as well, <clears throat> pardon me, is 
we will often see a player that gets on the practice tee and they're warming up. Maybe they're not necessarily taking a lesson, but they're warming up and all they're doing is they're raking and hitting balls. They're, you know, taking another pile, a uh, ball off the pile and they're just hitting shots. They're not really putting any thought. There's no routine. And then they go out in the golf course and they mimic the same thing, or they try to incorporate something, uh, you know, some sort of haphazard routine and uh, it's just not consistent. And so you want to build consistency and that, you know, everybody always asks what, you know, how can I play like so-and-so or how can I be a better player? Well, I'm telling you, this is how you become a better player. It's not just all about actually hitting the shots. It's also about the process leading up to hitting the shots and how you react after the shot has been made. That's what makes a better player. All of the other stuff is really immaterial. Um, Getting out there and working on these different parts of your game will help make you an overall better player. And these are things that we feel um, will help you to, to become uh, a much better player. And that's why, you know, we say building a successful pre-shot routine is critical um, in playing some good golf. So I hope these tips help you. Uh, if you came in partway through the discussion, after the end of the show, of course, uh, we are live right now. But after the end of the show, uh, you can go to, and that'll play out on the uh, closing uh, credits of the show, uh, some different ways that you could tune into the show, uh, including this one and uh, different platforms, and you can go back and listen to the record version and listen to some of these steps as many times as you want and then go out and put it into practice. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, I hope that this helps, as I said, um, the different steps in building a successful pre-shot routine, and I guarantee you that if you follow uh, what I discussed here this morning, you will see uh, a much better, a much calmer uh, experience out on the golf course, Uh, but you need to take those steps to heart. As I mentioned, I'm going to be joined here in just a few moments um, by my very special guest, Ashanta Epps, um, the CEO and founder of A Perfect Swing. Um, She'll be joining me here in just a few minutes. But let me just remind everybody, um, again, that we are live every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And there are some other great ways that you can tune into the program. And that, as I said um, at the end of the show, uh, I will uh, let you know some other places that you can reach out as well. And as I said, you're always welcome to call into the show during our live broadcast. Uh, the number is area code 347-945-5855. Uh, or you can reach out to either Cindy or I at our respective emails. Mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And Cindy's is cindy at cindymillergolf.com. And just, uh, again, um, Another quick mention for those of you that obviously maybe are just tuning in a little bit later on the broadcast. Um, Cindy is not on the show today. She is actually a keynote speaker for a special event that was uh, held over from January due to some inclement weather. So she wasn't able to uh, join us for this broadcast, but she'll be back next week uh, when we bring in our special guest next week, which will be one of the Symmetra Tour players, as I mentioned earlier in the broadcast. Uh, we're going to be starting up again as their season uh, begins to unwind or uh, unpack, if you will. Uh, their first event is going to be next week. Uh, I believe July, uh, March the 7th to the 10th is the first week on the Symmetra, or first tournament on the Symmetra Tour. Uh, she's going to be joining us uh, talking about uh, some of the upcoming events coming on about the season and about her own experience out on the Symmetra Tour. She's been playing, I believe, since 2017. So uh, make sure you come back for that. We're really excited about having uh, many of these young ladies uh, on the show again as the winners uh, are developed throughout the Symmetra Tour season. We're going to be featuring them here on the Women of Golf Show as our special guests as we help congratulate them on their wins 
and also talk a little bit about some of the things that um, they struggle with out on the golf course. And uh, probably in the discussion, we'll talk a little bit about their pre-shot routines as well. So maybe you can pick up some great tips. So you want to make sure you join us for that. Um, as I mentioned, I'm going to be joined by a very special guest here in just a few moments. So I'm going to just uh, read a little bit about her and uh, just sort of give you the, the flavor, if you will, of a little bit about uh, her background. And then when she's ready, we'll, uh, we'll bring her on. Uh, as I mentioned, my special guest this morning is Ashanta Epps, uh, the CEO and founder of A Perfect Swing, Inc., uh, whose mission is to help uh, individuals use golf as a networking tool to advance in their career. Uh, she's also a golf teacher professional with the Ladies uh, Professional Golfers Association, or LBJ for short. Uh, using uh, strategic uh, personal brand management, she's established a perfect swing in the golf and networking arena. Ashanta is an African-American Golfers Hall of Fame inductee and has been recognized nationally as an outstanding leader in, in golf by the African-American Golfers Digest. Uh, she's won countless local and national uh, golf competitions. Uh, she took the longest drive and low gross honors in the Black Enterprise Golf and Tennis Challenge two years in a row at PJ National Golf Club in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Um, so we're very excited to have her on. We're going to talk about a lot of things. We're not only uh, going to talk about, uh, obviously, uh, the business, uh, but we're going to talk about um, um, minorities in golf and, and how we can help grow that area uh, and, and give them an opportunity to come out and enjoy um, this great game as well. So um, we'll wait for her to uh, to come on board, and uh, and then we'll continue on uh, with the discussion there. Um, some other things as well as we uh, come out through the season. Uh, just to remind other, others, uh, this coming Thursday, uh, I'm going to be uh, hosting uh, my other program, Golf Talk Live, on the same network, blogtalkradio.com. Um, that show, of course, is Golf Talk Live. For some of you that uh, listen to this broadcast or may be familiar with it, um, that airs uh, Thursday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. 6 to 8 p.m. Central uh, or 7 to 9 Eastern for those of you on the East Coast. Um, I'm doing my last show February. Uh, I will not be doing the full broadcast until March. I've been sort of doing a Golf Talk Live light, if you will, just an, uh, basically an hour long. Uh, I've got some great special guests uh, coming up this week. Uh, three gentlemen are going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about really uh, golf closures, if you will. Uh, as many of you in the industry and, and some of you that, that follow golf at all notice that there have been a lot of uh, golf courses uh, that have closed down uh, over the last several years, partially uh, due to uh, economic uh, times, obviously over the last decade or so, uh, and uh, other factors as well. We're going to get into that because that's really a discussion that we don't really hear too much about. And these three gentlemen are very, very passionate about uh, trying to change that trend, if you will. So they're going to be joining me this Thursday uh, on the blogtalkradio.com network on my other show uh, that I host alone, Golf Talk Live. And that'll be starting at 6 p.m. Central or 7 Eastern uh, or 4 Pacific time for those of you on the West Coast. So make sure you tune into that as well. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting discussion. And on March the 7th, uh, I will be uh, bringing back, of course, uh, the full show, the full two-hour show, um, as we incorporate the Coach's Corner panel. We'll be starting up again March 7th. Uh, so I'll have my full panel uh, of my first professionals uh, <clears throat> on March 7th. And then the second half, of course, I will then move uh, the interview portion, if you will. So we'll be going to the full two-hour show beginning March 7th, uh, starting off with Coach's Corner, uh, followed by my interview uh, from that point on. So I'm um, very, very excited. Uh, 
just been sort of warming up the season, if you will, uh, with the shows and uh, really looking forward to uh, getting into sort of full production of the shows as well. Um, and uh, some of you have probably noticed at the end of the shows, you've been hearing uh, that these are productions of the iGolf Sports Network. Well, let me tell you a little bit about that. Uh, this is another platform that uh, I've been creating called the iGolf Sports Network. And essentially what that is, is it is a live stream and media broadcast and production company um, that will be, um, as we move forward, will be producing uh, live stream productions. And I'll give you more details as uh, that comes into uh, uh, into the radar, if you will. But I just wanted to give you uh, sort of a, a sneak peek, if you will, or a heads up. Um, both the Women of Golf and Golf Talk Live will sort of follow under that umbrella of the iGolf Sports Network. I'm very, very excited uh, about the next platform. I'm not going to give you too many details um, because I want to save that for sort of an official launch, but that'll be coming out uh, a little bit later on in the season. I'll be getting into more detail about that, but that's really what that's all about. So you've, if you've heard at the end of the broadcast, this is a production of the iGolf Sports Network. That's why. So I hope you'll stay tuned and I hope you continue to follow uh, me and Cindy on social media. You can find us on um, you know, Facebook and, and Twitter. Uh, our Twitter handles are uh, mine is Ted and Buck CEO, CEO in capital letters, and Cindy is uh, Cindy Miller Golf. Um, that you can find on Twitter. And of course, you can uh, type in our personal names on Facebook um, and find us on Facebook and follow along. And obviously, uh, Women of Golf uh, Facebook page, you can find out for this program uh, some of the upcoming guests and things that are going to be on. And also on Golf Talk Live uh, for that program, you can search out on Facebook, uh, you can find out. And also on our Twitter uh, feeds as well. We we post that uh, each and every week with a different guest. So um, uh, please uh, check those out. And uh, if you have, aren't currently following us, make sure that you do. And uh, another great way to just very quickly, and as I said, um, uh, Shant is a little bit uh, behind here, so I'll just wait for her uh, continue on a little bit more. But um, one of the things that you can also do, if you go to blogtalkradio.com, and type in both, uh, obviously independently, but type in Women of Golf. And then uh, after you've done what I'm going to tell you to do, then you could do the same thing with Golf Talk Live. But if you go in uh, to either of these pages and, and go to blogtalkradio.com and type in either Women of Golf or Golf Talk Live, it will take you to a main page. And you'll see up near the top, uh, there'll be uh, an option to follow. And it's free. There's no, no cost. And basically what it will do is this. It will allow you to follow the show uh, from the main page and it gives you all of the previously on-demand shows as well as you scroll down the page you will see all of the previously aired shows so you can click on it, and if you've missed one you can listen uh, to those um, but um, one of the great things that you can do is you can follow the show and it will actually send you an email reminder um, uh, I think it's usually the day before that they come out um, or certainly several hours to remind you in your email uh, inbox uh, of the upcoming show and who's going to be on the show. So if you go there and follow, that's a great way to stay connected as well. Um, also, as I mentioned, there are some other uh, great social media platforms, which you'll hear at the end of the show. Um, you can also go to any of those if you prefer to listen under those networks. Um, Spotify is one, CastBox, and you can actually subscribe. Again, it's free. Uh, to the shows there 
And again, you just simply go to those social media platforms and just type in either Golf Talk Live or Women of Golf. Hopefully you'll follow both and you can just click on the subscribe or follow buttons uh, appropriately there. And again, they will um, be able to get uh, updates and things like that as to upcoming shows. So lots of great ways to tune in and uh, lots of great ways to, to follow the show. And I hope you'll continue to uh, to do so and help spread the word. We're always uh, excited to bring this format. We think that we're doing a, a great service to the golf industry. Obviously, both Cindy and I uh, are teaching professionals and uh, work in the uh, not only in the public forum, but also in the business communities as well uh, with different corporate events and, and uh, commitments that we have uh, trying to help grow the game and, and helping people use uh, golf as a business tool. And uh, so we're always very active. And this is really a great platform that, that Cindy and I and, and also uh, I've done as well with Golf Talk Live is to be able to get this information out. Um, you know, uh, as much as we love the tours uh, and love talking golf uh, and some of the, about the tour players, um, this is really a platform that we've developed to talk about um, many of the other great individuals that are in the golfing community, uh, whether it be teaching professionals, uh, whether it be authors that have written some great books, whether it be entrepreneurs that have developed a great product to help you improve your game uh, or to monitor your game, give you vital statistics that are going to uh, help you make more informed decisions, or people that are in the industry just looking to help grow the industry in some way, uh, form, or fashion. Um, we want to have them and showcase them on this show to give them a voice and an opportunity to share their experiences and share what it is um, that they have, uh, their knowledge, if you will, uh, about golf. So that's really what these platforms are for. So we hope you continue to support them and join us each and every week um, as we uh, host these different shows. Um, and so those are just some great ways that you can follow. And uh, we appreciate um uh, all of the things that um, you have done to reach out and let us know um, your thoughts and input. And please keep doing that. You can, again, reach us through our emails uh, or you can uh, contact us through social media. Maybe if you're somebody in the golf industry, as an example, that hasn't been on the show, or maybe you have been on, haven't been on a little while, and you've got some new interesting things that you want to share with us, by all means, please reach out. Again, Cindy's email is cindy at cindymillergolf.com, and mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And we'll be more than happy to work you in the schedule. Uh, but please um, keep this in mind. Dates go very, very fast. So if you want to get in uh, in the next little while, maybe in the next month or so, uh, you know, depending on what you've got cooking, if you will, um, you want to reach out to us as soon as you can because dates are filling up fast. I'm already working now um, in um, for Golf Talk Live, just as an example. Um, I think I'm pretty well booked up through the end of May and working on June. And I know Cindy, uh, who is primarily handling uh, many of the bookings here, uh, has had several people booked already over the next month or so uh, with the Women of Golf show. So um, you want to basically reach out uh, again as, as soon as you can and be able to uh, get uh, get yourself considered, if you will, uh, for an upcoming show. So again, reach out to either Cindy and I at our respective emails, Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com or me at Ted.GolfTalkLive.gmail.com. And uh, we'll be more than happy to uh, do our best to fit you into the schedule. Um, I'm not too sure what's uh, what's happening here. I suspect that maybe uh, Ashanta has uh, maybe been delayed for uh, some reason. And I'm going to give her a few more minutes um, 
to uh, to connect. And uh, if not, then probably what I will do is uh, we'll end the show a little bit early. And I apologize for that for the delay. Hopefully, she'll be able to join us in the next uh, or join me in the next little uh, little bit. Um, and we'll just have to uh, to get her uh, rescheduled for a future date. Um, but um, again, just to uh, to sort of reiterate what we what I talked about earlier, uh, go back and listen to the first part of the show after uh, it's concluded. Uh, if you missed most of this, uh, the the conversation that I carried uh, about the uh, building a successful pre-shot routine, I think you'll find some of the steps that I talked about. I'm not going to obviously go through them again because they're already there in their entirety, um, but I think you'll find some some uh, interesting points that were made that hopefully will help you with yours. Um, one other thing too, let me uh, as I've got a few minutes here, let me just say, um, in addition to you know, having some some great guests on the show and, and obviously a multitude of discussions. Um, we want to hear from you, uh, and I mean this sincerely. We really want to hear from you, um, maybe about some things that um, you would like for us to talk about. Maybe some topics that we haven't covered on the show. Uh, maybe some uh, guests that uh, are involved in the golf industry in some way. And again, they don't always necessarily have to be. Uh, on the teaching side, they can be on the entrepreneurial side. Maybe they've got a great uh, clothing line that um, for women um, that you find very exciting and, and, and innovative and you want us to maybe have them featured here on the show. We're very happy to do so. So um, if uh, you're one of those people, then by all means, reach out personally. Uh, or uh, if you're a friend and you have somebody that uh, has maybe started a a new business uh, or maybe has been running a successful business that you think would be uh, complimentary to our show, by all means, please reach out to either Cindy or I, again, uh, via our respective emails, and we'll be more than happy to uh, to reach out and uh, and have that discussion with them about coming on the show, if, if again, if it's appropriate. Um, but um, so, uh, again, if there's some topics or there's some uh, individuals that you may know that you would like to uh, have showcased on our show, uh, by all means, please reach out to either Cindy or I, uh, and we'll be more than happy to, in turn, uh, reach out and uh, and make contact and uh, invite them as a guest on the show, if uh, again, if appropriate. So um, please keep that in mind, and we're always looking for new and interesting guests, and uh, we're also uh, very happy to have a, a literally a, a plethora of great uh, LPGA uh, professionals, um, whether it be on the Symmetra Tour, uh, the regular LPGA, or even the Legends Tour, uh, come on the show uh, every year that uh, provide some great content, some great uh, input into the show, and we're very honored to showcase them here and give them a platform um, to uh, to express some of those great ideas and some of the great things that um, that they're doing. So um, we're always, uh, you know, happy. That's what we're here for. So we hope that you'll continue to, to join us. Um, as I said, I'm, I'm not sure what uh, what's happened, but I suspect that Ashanta has probably uh, gotten into uh, something that uh, has taken her time. And unfortunately, we're down to um, probably about uh, 15 minutes uh, before the broadcast would normally end. So um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give her a couple of more minutes here. And, uh, and then I'm going to, unfortunately, going to have to uh, end the broadcast a little bit short. And regrettably, I was looking forward to uh, to having her on the show. Um, so we'll see 
maybe we can get her rescheduled for another time uh, when it's convenient um, and uh, and have that conversation. But uh, uh, again, regrettably, it, it looks like she's not going to be able to make it this morning. And uh, you know, my apologies to to those that tuned in specifically to hear Ashanta. Um, but we will do our best to to have her come on uh, another broadcast. Um, on that note, uh, I'm going to wrap up. So I want to thank you for for joining me. And again, I apologize that uh, our, our special guest wasn't able to, for uh, one reason or another, wasn't able to join us this morning. And uh, again, we'll we'll try to uh, to get her on another show. Thank you, everybody, and I hope you'll come back next week, uh, February 5th. Um, where we'll have one of our, our special guests from the Symmetra Tour. So God bless everybody. Have a great week. And don't forget to tune in to the blogtalkradio.com network this week, Thursday evening, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. Central to Golf Talk Live. I've got some great guests coming up, and I hope you'll join me for that. God bless everybody. Thanks for listening this morning to the Women of Golf Show. Tune in live each week by visiting blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or on any of these social media platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, CastBox, TalkStream Live, and of course Spotify. If you can't join us live, check out our on-demand section for previously aired broadcasts. To get updates for future shows and upcoming guests, you can follow us on Facebook at Women of Golf. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ted and Buck CEO and Cindy at Cindy Miller Golf. Please remember to join us next week on the Women of Golf Show. See you next time. This has been a production of the iGolf Sports Network.